So I'm here today with, I don't know what we should call you because I don't know what you want to be called. Cat free. Because I like calling you by your whole name. It's funny. <laughs> I'm Valerie. And singing the little Catherine song. <laughs> Most people know me by Cat Free. Yeah. Um, and we're kind of just talking about random things, I guess, today for this pod. Um, yeah. <laughs> you have notes though. How's that random? I don't know. It's me. Um, so I know we always talked about 90s. And we're big, like, 90s fans. Yeah, because we grew up. That, yeah. was, that was when our, our imprint happened. I like think that, like, everyone has imprint. that, like, right? Like, their dec- their decade. Yes. So it's like, you listen to 90s music, and it instantly brings you back to shit. Like, I can even remember to the point of having stuff on my Walkman, and where, like, the tape would cut off from recording. And, like, when I listen to that song now, I kind of expect it to have that break in the song. I miss that. Remember we used to stay up late and, and listen to s- stuff on the radio to tape it? Yeah. And now you don't have to do that anymore. And I kind of miss that because it was like such a... It was like part of the fiber of... Thanks. Thanks. We're in a coffee shop. That's okay. Yeah, we're in a coffee shop because we're awesome. Oh, look at this neat lid. I've never seen more of these before. <laughs> But I remember one time, too, trying to call into the radio station and request Rape Me by Nirvana, and they wouldn't play it. Because we didn't understand the concept of radio <laughs> releases back then. They're like, oh, we can't play that on the radio, because it talks about rape. So he played about, he played Stone Temple Pilots. We had no idea who they were, because we were still so young. And then, uh... The awesome, we hadn't found our cool yet. The awesome music magazines and covering our bedroom walls in them. And I remember you had a picture of Trent Reznor, and you said that I looked like him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was goth then at oh that point. Oh my god, I'm dying. <laughs> That's so funny. I think that, yeah. When that, I have, that was your early interest in goth, I think, right I have, before high school. When I have black hair, I, I kind of do look a little bit like Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> How was that for a Saturday afternoon admission? I'm in Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> I wish I was that talented. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but I just remember like... And spending so long, I think your room was worse than mine too, just covering the walls and pictures from music magazines and Green Day. Was it Green Day, Offspring, and Nirvana? It's kind of like the center of our universe and the big three. (laughs) And what most people would think of as junior high, but we don't do junior high in public school in Thunder Bay, Ontario, Canada. Yeah, it was. Only the Catholic kids do. Yeah, they get junior high, so we had grade seven and eight. At another elementary school for me. Yeah. So 13, 14, you know, which would have been 94, 95. We started high school when we were 14, so it was 12 and 13. We were yeah. 7 and 8. But I think, yeah, like 93, 94, 95. There's quite a bit of good music. Like, I still listen to like so much of that stuff. I make my little 90s alt-rock playlist, and I'm just like instantly 14 again. I know, yeah, like things like Smashing Pumpkins mm-hmm. and... And stuff hit the radio sometimes when I'm driving around for work, and yeah, I'm right back there. um, The Stone Temple Pilot song from, I think it was from The Crow, or it was from some other movie. Um, Yes. But it's not, not Vaseline, but it's another one. Big Empty. Yeah, Big Empty. Yeah, instantly. I watched The Crow not too long ago, and I was just like, I haven't seen this forever, but I've been watching The Crow, and it was so good. Mm-hmm. I watched it not long ago, too. And it's hands down one of my favorite movies ever. And I have that um, the Cure song from it on my playlist at work, too. But it's just like... That whole soundtrack was awesome. Oh, it was so good. And actually, it's so funny, because now, nowadays, you know, sort of my more... Uh, you know, folk-loving contemporary music <laughs> friends are like, oh, I love Jean Sibri, and she's, like, an mm-hmm. immense talent. But they're like, oh, most people know her from movie soundtrack, and I'm like, which one? The Crow? And they're like, uh, no, pay it forward. I'm like, but The Crow was way better. Yeah. You're like, so The Crow? <laughs> I'm all over it, and like, oh, I don't know what song that is. And I'm like, but it was a huge hit that yeah. year. Like, it was huge. Yeah. Oh, and just, like, two nights ago, too, I watched The Craft again, and I'm like, man, fucking 90s music. 90s music and then like instantly recognizable 90s fashion. Back when What's His Face was still hot. 
Skeet? Yeah. Because <laughs> his name's Skeet. And he's a cutie. Skeet Ulrich. That just makes me think of Scream with Matthew Lillard. That was so funny. I love Matthew Lillard in the 90s. And Hackers. Oh. SLC Punk. That was towards so the late 90s, though, I think, or yeah. early 2000s, but still, it sounds, it's, you know, it's on, my, it's on my top 25 list, for sure, for favorite movies. And cute little Ethan Randall, Ethan Embry. He was actually Ethan Randall when he was younger, and then he switched to Ethan Embry for uh, Empire Records. He's hideous mm. now. I'm sorry, Ethan. I'm sorry you're not attractive anymore, buddy. If you ever listen to this, I'm sorry, but you're not a handsome man anymore. I have him on, uh, on Vine. He's, like, bald. He's got this gross beard, but it's not even, like, a nice beard. It's a gross beard. And I'm I just blame, like, what I happened? Blame his asymmetry. He's got a very but asymmetrical face. There was that show, Freaky Links. That was so fucking good. Where he like investigated Bigfoot and shit. He was on that in the 90s for a bit. I don't remember that one at all, actually. He was like one of my big 90s crushes. Him and Matthew Lillard. I have a thing for weird looking guys. Eddie <laughs> Furlong was my early 90s yeah. crush. Probably late 90s too. Cause Ethan Hawke. Oh my god, Ethan Hawke! Ethan Hawke, all that was the like way late for 80, you. Eight, late 80s, yeah. early 90s for sure. Oh Every time god. I think of Ethan Hawke, I just think of you and Mystery, Mystery Date. Date. <laughs> oh my god, I love that movie. Now I have to rent it. Oh wait, I can't really rent movies that much here anymore. You can just download them. Steal yeah, them. I don't have a computer right now. You got your parents, just steal it on theirs. I'm gonna think of it, I might have bought it in the bargain bin. <laughs> now that I think of it, I feel like I've had the DVD in my hands not long ago. <laughs> well, it was like me, I was so mad because I wanted to watch Empire Records, and I couldn't find it, and then I randomly found it last week, so I'm like, I'm fucking buying, you know, watching this, it was in my house, I didn't have to buy it again. But it's one of those ones where I always want to buy it when I'm at the store, because I can't remember if I own it. <laughs> I do that lots. Princess Bride is one of those movies for me. Days to be confused. <laughs> Last Times at Ridgemont High, all those movies, like, yeah. Yeah, my favorites from childhood, and then I can't remember if I bought them because you, they're on TV so much, yeah. and I watch them so much, and it's just one of those things, like... And I'm always like, I think I have the DVD, but I'm not quite sure, and I haven't seen it for a while, so I don't remember where it is. Speaking of The Crow, I'll never be... St- uh, I was so upset, because after my brother... or after I, I think after I moved out and then came back to visit my parents at Christmas, I found out my brother had stolen my Crow CD, so I stole it back, and then he stole it back again. <laughs> So I had to buy it as an adult. It pissed me off. I found all my like old CDs from my parents' house, and it's just like all Prodigy. I have like eight Prodigy CDs. And some of them really obsessed with them. Back some then. of them are just like singles, so it's like two songs on a fucking CD. So I've got like eight Prodigy CDs. Who has eight Prodigy CDs? They probably don't even have. I don't think there's eight Prodigy CDs. It's like old Prodigy, and then there's like weird Britpop, like menswear. Which never even really got famous, and then Good Blur before they got too famous and changed their sound, and then kind of like Nelly Furtado, she's yeah. the biggest sellout I've ever seen. I oh won't even listen God. to her early stuff anymore. I hate it. It's so different. But yeah. Well, she hired like an image consultant to yeah. change her into Hollywood trash. Yeah, too pop, but you had like that cool, unique sound that was that awesome. Cutesy, folky, yeah. poppy. Yeah, I mean it was it was it was lovely music, but she wasn't making any money. Yeah, so she turned herself into gross. Nineties were also my Britpop phase. I think that's when it started. I think that's when my obsession with the UK started was with Britpop, and like it totally was. There was the whole like much music would have like a whole day dedicated to like hey, British remember- music, and I'd record the whole friggin' day on my VHS and master team and talk with this fake British accent. Oh my god. Remember so how bad. much music used to be all about music, and now it's not anymore? Yeah, like MTV. That was amazing. Well, they used to have video flow, and it'd be five, six hours in the afternoon, and I'd sit there and I'd record it, like, on my VHS tape, on my VCR. Remember, I'd like, record the whole day of music. New Year's Eve, straight through to, like, mm-hmm. the 3rd of January, just round the clock. Yeah. You know, the hundred or thousand best yeah. songs ever Yeah, written. every year they'd have it. It was amazing. It was so good. And yeah, and I just remember recording a whole day's worth of And if music. one of my favorite songs was on there, then i just wait for the loop to come back. Yeah. It was amazing. Via loops. Remember when Showcase was all it was just starting to be a, a channel, oh, and they so were good. advertising for like a month, and they had this stream running, you know, like on a loop of, you know, advertising. Yeah, just like random shows, like trailer kind of thing. How to get ahead in business. And there was this one part that always come up, and it was like the movie. The dude was growing like a second head on his neck or something, 
and he hid it with a cardboard box. And his wife would come home, and he'd be like, don't pretend you haven't noticed my cardboard box, Julia, because I know you have. And we'd sit there and wait every day for him to come back around to that part and just pass ourselves laughing at it. It made us howl. Yeah, we, and we got it down to a science that was like three hours and 21 minutes or something. Every three hours and 21 yeah. minutes on a loop. So some Saturdays, we'd play Nintendo and we'd just be watching the clock like, okay, we got to switch over now. we got like 15 minutes. Don't pretend you ever noticed my cardboard box, Julia, because I know you have. Still stuck in my head. Three seconds of joy for your, like, three hours of waiting. Twenty-something years ago. Oh my god. Still stuck in my head. so long ago. I don't even think it would graduate high school in 1999. That was more than 15 years ago. Yeah, it kind of makes me want to vomit. Because it's like, I'm still on that point where I think of 20 years ago as the 80s. You know, 20 years ago is not the 90s, it's the 80s to me. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean 20 years ago tonight? What do you mean the people who were born in 1990 are 24 now? I know, it's a weird... <laughs> it kind of makes me want to It's a up. mind screw, for sure. Um, and I think um, I think the most shocking to me is like running into my friends from high school or elementary school's little siblings, and they're like parents and yeah. professionals and husbands and wives, and I'm like, but you're still 10 in my body, know. you know? It's so strange. And it's like, it's they always say it's going to be strange when you grow up. Realizing all these things are going to hit you, and then suddenly yeah. they do, and you're like, what the fuck is going on here? It's yeah. crazy. Well, and it's just, like, that's exactly it, because you think of someone, and in your mind, they're that age, and they'll always be that age, no matter how old you are. So, like, even my little cousin, he's still, like, you know, seven, eight years old in my head, or, you know, like, a teenager when he's not. <laughs> like, it's just... Josh? Yeah. <laughs> the rock star? Like, I always think of like him as, like, bands? this little kid, you know, or, like, Dallas, my 16-year-old babysitter. When he was skinny, <laughs> I could yeah, and I remember him as a teenager. Yeah, it's so weird to see him now because he looks nothing like he used to. I know, like it's just it's so messed up to think of like because that's how you picture them in your head forever. Speaking of the nineties, did you watch that Saved by the Bell? Oh my god, yeah, I missed documentary. Thing? The first time it was on, I missed like or I missed it, and I was like, oh, I'll just download it because I'd steal everything, fucking pirate. But uh, <laughs> and, an eye pirate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except I don't like apples, so <laughs> I'm a PC pirate. <laughs> Yarg. I'll plunder your torrents. <laughs> um, yeah, and then it came back around on much, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna watch it." And I missed like the first five minutes, maybe, and watch it. But it's based on Screech's book, right? Yeah. Dustin Diamond's book. I knew that. I knew. I knew this was like the movie was happening because I had seen like I think it was like an ET exclusive a few months ago saying okay. that uh, it was based on his book. Yeah, I, I just saw like an article online. I'm like, fuck yeah, see by the bell because Zach Morris. I mean, and then we were watching Honey Boo Boo. A while I love that show. I don't care what anybody but says. She was. Do you know she and Sugarbridge split up? Yeah, I Balls. saw that. But she was like obsessed with AC Slater, and I was talking to Shane, and I'm like, no, it's all about Zach Morris, and he's like, you know. Oh, the spoiled little rich kid who's like a douchebag and a jerk to everyone, and how like you know everyone would pick AC over him. Like no one would pick AC over Zach. Like what the fuck's wrong with you? It's all about Zach Morris. Yeah, Zach Morris and Jordan Catalano. <laughs> oh my god! You know how many times I've watched just the ending scene of the last episode oh. when he holds her hand down the hallway, and I'm like, ah, his you know his real life yeah. brother's there, and he's like tilting his head, and I'm like, oh my god. Everybody wants that. Everybody yeah. wants that. For those who know, it's my so-called life, Jordan Catalano. Yeah. Ugh. And you should know. If you don't, you're dumb. Go find it now. And it's so it's amazing. weird that it was only one season. Because it felt so big. I know. It, like, it blew my mind because I got it on DVD a few years ago from my parents. I'm like, oh, I want the series. And it's like one thing. I'm like, what? I don't understand. Why is it only like one set? And it's like, no, it was only one season. I'm like, how could it have only been one season? It seemed like so much longer. It was so big, but it's probably because they were going through the same things we were going through at the same time. And it was, yeah, it was one of those things because we were like that age going through it, and mm. it made it more huge and relatable. It was just so good. But I see it by the bell. Yeah, I was so obsessed. With but none of the guys in, growing up. None Zach of the guys Morris. in our high school were ever as hot as Zach Morris oh or Jordan Catalano. Zach Morris. I take Jordan Catalano. Oh my god, take Zach Morris. Those eyes. But now, now you see what's his nuts, and he's not nearly as... He's all weird and in a stupid band. And he's actually not very tall in real life. No. He's like 5'10", I think, or something. That's, that's the other thing that's, like, perception. Because I remember, like... Because we were pretty tall. I mean, I'm 6 feet now. You're 5'9". Five five, yeah, so, like... 
Growing up, we were always pretty tall, you know, and like back then, it was like, oh, 5'7 was huge. Like, you're tall for a girl. And I remember seeing people and being like, they seem so much taller to me. And then now I'm seeing them, I'm like, so were you always only 5'7? Because you seemed like super tall back then. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just weird. With and like a lot of the people that we grew up with, yeah. like the boys especially, like, it's like they hit a growth spurt young and then never got any taller. And they seemed like. And we just kept growing. They seem so much taller. Yeah. And- like yeah. bigger broader yeah and now it's like oh were you always that small like it's just i guess it's like when you go back to your school as an adult and it, it seems so big then and it's so small now i'll never forget the, the the thinnest point in my adult life i went back to high school and it was i had only been graduated a few years but i wanted to see the mural that um amanda and i had painted mm. it was still above the library at that point um so i, I walked in and i got hooted and hollered at by high school kids <laughs> and i was like I have never, I haven't been that thin as an adult since, but, you know, it was, it was startling to me. Yeah. It's like, probably the oldest ones are still in my age range of yeah. not that weird, but it was still really strange. Especially, it, like, being back in the high school yeah. you're at, too, right? And you, and I'm, yeah, and I was, like, carrying a purse for the first time as a grown-up, yeah. and, you know, that kind of stuff, like, those things don't mean anything until you actually have credit cards and bills yeah. and keys and things to carry yeah. around in a bag that means something, but when you're a kid, it's just all about whatever man yeah. <laughs> it's bizarre such a bizarre feeling oh yeah i can imagine i had to go back to church all once i was just like fuck this shit i hate this we had to go pick up shane's transcript um from superior because they moved it all over there and like being back in high school i was just like Ugh, i'm gonna vomit <laughs> like going through the doors i'm like i don't want to be here i don't want to be here yeah, it's just instantly back to like being 15 and being like a nerd in high school <laughs> being like nope Nope, wouldn't go back for a million dollars. Oh yeah, I hated high school. I wasn't one of the. Well, I don't think either one of us were the the kid that had like the easy ride and yeah. like, the best marks and the best looks and the hottest boyfriends and stuff. And I mean, our high school is kind of quintessential that way. It was so redneck that every every cheerleader and every football player and well, every basketball player, like those people, meant something, and the rest of us didn't. That was the hard part too, right? Because especially church, it was all about football. It was the like whole town is huge friggin' football school, and so. There was like football, and then there was like everyone else, and then everyone else is kind of divided up. And it was just like, you know, if you didn't fit in those, but lots of football players were also like basketball players, or also like whatever. Yeah, so high school was horrible. Actually, I remember one time Amanda and I were walking through Churchill Field, and uh, this truck chased us. It was all old, like the old senior football players. Um, and I ran into one of them. Do you remember? I think his name was Rudy. No, I don't remember. Anyway, he, um, I walked up to him, I was all hammered at a pub, <laughs> and it was pub night, and um, I was like, you probably don't remember me, but you were a douchebag in high school. So I told him about the time they chased us, and he was like, holy shit, man, I'm sorry. And I was like, you should be. <laughs> Cheers! And then I kept partying. <laughs> that kind of stuff sticks with people. I mean, it really sticks with you a lot. And it wasn't like it was pointed, it just, they were loaded and driving through the football field like a bunch of douchewads, because they had just graduated. Yeah. Plus, it's so hard here, too. I mean, for a city the size that it is of, like, 100,000 people, it really is a small town. Oh, my God, And yeah. you see the same people everywhere all the time and people you need. Like, you cannot go a whole day without seeing someone you know. And if you don't know them personally, it's just someone that you've seen around. Someone you worked with? Yeah. Someone you, you know, bought your hamburgers from? Yeah. Just like, and it's just fun. It was funny to me. That was something post-high school that I loved. So I was, you know, a, you know, a young chef in training. And all those girls who were like, you know, Miss Prissy whatever, working yep. at McDonald's. Yep. They acted like, well, I've got a job, so I'm better than you. And then post-high school, I'm like actually in my career working towards it. Still there. And I'd walk in in my uniform and they'd just be like, oh. You know, they kind of had this look because of shame on their face. It was a big deal when they were in high school. Oh, yeah, I got a job. I'm working at McDonald's. And then after high school, I was like, you're still there. You're still working at McDonald's. <laughs> and 10 years later, some of them would become managers and stuff. And it's like... You know what, teach their own if you're going to whatever. But, I mean, you know, don't stick your nose up at me or my values or who I am when you work at fucking McDonald's. Yeah. Like, grow the fuck up already. They're going to be like that little old lady working at McDonald's. Well, some of them work at grocery stores and stuff now, so that's kind of a step sideways. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of sad. <laughs> it's funny, 30s. though. Yeah, that goes down my list because I even have, like, what age are you mentally? Because in my mind, I'm still, like, 16, 17. I can't get past that point. Well, it depends, I think. 
Like sometimes I think I'm well, I'm like I'm aged beyond my years. Like yeah. My personality, I've always been an old soul. I kind of always felt that way too. I think that's why like we kind of always been friends and kind of understood each other because it's just like always feeling like you know like older, smarter than what you you should be. But then it's also like I also feel like I'm still that 16 year old, 17 year old, goofy, ridiculous, random. Person. Well, and I think in terms of life, I mean, at least you're married. I'm, I'm still living the single life, and I'm still acting like a college student most of the time, and just trying to be an artist and, you know, pursue the kind of career that I hoped I was going to wind up in, not the one that I did wind up in, yeah. kind of thing. And I mean, I always full of ambition, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of tough. There is a, a major juxtaposition of feeling way too young for my age and then yeah. feeling way too old for my age. Well, it's like when you talk to like 20 year olds and you're like, oh, I remember this from the 80s. And they're like, oh, no, because I wasn't born. Like, I remember, oh, I was talking, oh, I think it was actually Jack. I mentioned something from, I don't even know what it was. It was either like Doctor Who or Bond or something that was from before he was born. I'm like, you weren't even born then. And it's like, Talking to someone that age instantly makes you feel old. And now I know what my parents meant when they mm-hmm. said that. Because, you know, having somebody who's even relative age mm-hmm. to me, like in their mid to late 20s, mm-hmm. they don't know who Guar is. They've never heard of Red Dwarf. Yeah. They've never heard of all kinds of stuff. Like, you know, you know, I give movie references from Terminator 2 because it was the movie I obsessed yeah. with the most, I think, in, in the early I don't even know anyway. how much we watched Terminator 2. <laughs> it's because Eddie Furlong. It's like to be daily so basis. And he looks like a creepy weirdo, like lots of them. Yeah. The child stars that were cute when they were young and now they're yuck. He was like 15 or something when that movie was filmed. Yeah. And I was like, eight. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was funny, like, looking at, like, because Wayne's World's on Netflix now. And I'm like, fuck yeah, Wayne's World, because I was so obsessed with it. And I'm looking like, 1992. That means I was 11, because I saw Wayne's World in the theaters. So I was 11, having, like, sexual fantasies about Mike Myers. I was 11, like... He's also a small man in real life. Yeah. Like, like five foot eight, something like that, five foot seven. See, but some... I, I can deal with some short guys. Like, actually, I, I, yeah, I used to go home from the bar and have not quite sex with a very short, very handsome man back see, in the... And I think, talking 20s. about, like, <laughs> back again, how I'm, for some reason, attracted to weird-looking dudes... And You've always been attracted yeah, to weird-looking Yeah, I'll admit though. it. Uh, Jack Black. And he's like 5'5". Five five. But not like clean-cut, clean-cut Jack Black. It's like Scruffy Orange County. It was so funny, <laughs> that Dirt movie. Bag Jack Black. Oh my god, I love that movie. I think the worst, though, probably... Mike Myers is probably one of the earliest ones, but for the okay. longest time. And it takes a really big person to admit this. Pauly Shore. Oh my god. That I can't even say without laughing. None of us can, Mandy. Yes, I remember the days of Pauly Shore. He was largely all you talked about. Yeah, from what? It, from Zeno Men, in law to in the army now. And it was you made just, me watch Son in Law. Oh, it was rough. I had the tape. <laughs> I probably still have it. The soundtrack from Son in Law. Because he actually sang Green Acres. And he sang this other song. And I was like, Pauly Shore is singing? Like, that's the ultimate right there. And now I'm just like, ugh. Friggin' Pauly Shore. <laughs> Pauly Shore, for years, obsessed with him. Yep. Like, I can't, I don't even understand that. But it's just, I don't know why. I don't know why, just weird guys. And then now it's, like, two distinct types I've discovered. It's either Seth Rogen types, or it's kind of, like, chubbier, scruffy-looking, like your brown hair guys with glasses, pretty much, yeah. And then the other type is Jon John Snow, Sam Witwer, the muscular, dark black, hair, brown-eyed guys. Like, Henry Cavill. Oh my god, he's my new obsession. <laughs> it's like one of those two types, but 90% of them fall into the Seth Rogen category. I know. I know. <laughs> I I've been friends it. with you since we were children. Yes, I can't help I it. And then <laughs> the worst part is when I'm sitting there at work and I find this clip on YouTube and it's just Seth Rogen's laugh spliced together for five minutes and I will watch that because there's something wrong with you. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he seems douchey in real life. I don't. I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I've listened to so many of his interviews and stuff, and he's just like, he just sounds like an arrogant, douchey asshole. I think it's because he's just like all upset with weed now. It seems like the big thing in Hollywood, and that's part of the reason that like I can't stand Kevin Smith anymore. Really? I'll admit it. I'll say it right here. 
We're talking like the biggest Kevin Smith fan ever to walk the earth. I am over Kevin Smith. I think it was around the time because he said he was going to. Well, I still take a lot of it to heart with the the board and how that went down. That just like cuts pretty deep. But I mean, and that was like kind of the things because it was like so cool to talk to someone. I think it was talk a VA to, message board. Yeah, I've talked about it before too. But like, there was this message board early nineties. It was I want to say like. Actually, probably even before clips because it, it changed. So it was like super early '90s, but it was like you could actually go on a message board and talk to Kevin Smith and like other people they knew and like people in the music universe. And it was cool because it was like someone famous who was like down to earth enough to talk to his fans. And there's like the Christmas swaps and everything, and just made so many friends from there. And then it got to the point where it was like, you know, it got bigger than him. And then he just turned and he only wanted to do smoke weed and talk about Wayne Gretzky all the time, which is fine. But like he abandoned the board for Twitter. And they shut it down a few times and brought it back, and then they shut it down again the last time, and you kind of just forgot about that. But it's like, it hurt a lot because it's, those are your fans. That's what made you. Your movies never did money in theaters. It was always DVD, cult status, and then you just go and turn your back all on them. All those creepy weirdos who hang out at home all the time. Yeah, and then, <laughs> so there was that. But then it was kind of like, when I finally got to see him, it was like five, six years ago in Minneapolis and I was like fuck I've like been obsessed with him forever get to go see him and that's all he talked about was Weed and Wayne Gretzky that's like his life now is after View Skew is just Weed and Wayne Gretzky and then even like I don't even want to listen to his podcasts I haven't listened to any of them it's like I still follow him on Twitter but I'm just like eh whatever and like Tusk which would have been like awesome this huge like horror movie Justin Long gets turned into a walrus sounds like right up my alley I don't even want to see it I do I'm just like I I'm still holding on to the Kevin Smith of, over. He makes me laugh. I like his books too. But then um, I'll go back and like, I'll watch Dogma and shit and be like, you know, it's brilliant. I, you know, I can't. I don't. Know, I'm just kind of just like I just don't get it anymore. I've kind of moved on from. But you want to listen to new podcasts? You know who's hilarious? Pete Holmes and TJ mm. Miller. Oh my god, they're my two two favorite comedians in life right now. My god, they're both so. I don't funny. even know like how many podcasts I'm listening to. At this point. But they're they're, they're stand up yeah. comedians. Actually, I have listened to him because on the Nerdist Network, Pete Holmes is on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's the um, Mike and Tom eat snacks. I love that one. It's uh, Ian Michael Black and Tom Cavanaugh. Okay. Which is just like a really weird combination. combination. <laughs> yeah. But it, and people send them like snacks to eat, and they'll like eat them and evaluate them. Oh, that's so funny. it'd be like here's a bag of like ketchup chips, and they'll like eat the ketchup chips and talk about it, and it's weird. just like really bizarre. But it's just so hilarious. I listened to that one on there. Nice. But I don't even know how many. Pete Holmes is funny podcasts. though. And the thing I like about both him and T.J. Miller is. Um, they're not malicious mm-hmm. towards other people, and they actually speak out against, like, um, you know, sort of other comedians that 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 either pick on their their yeah. audiences or you know pick on things that just don't need to be picked on because they just find the humor in everything. And plus, T.J. Miller was hilarious, hilarious, and um, she's out of my league. Oh yeah, that I love her once. Oh, and and have you seen? Um, I know we're like getting way off the '90s topic, but uh, have you seen? The hell is it called? Oh, Silicon Valley? No. Oh my god, he was so funny in it. And it's right up your alley too, man. It's about this little, um, like, startup in, oh, so, yeah. in, uh, in Palo Alto. And T.G. Miller's like this loudmouth. And nice. he's got this brilliant friend who comes with this cool com- compression software or something. I don't know, I'm not a computer nerd. <laughs> but, uh, and then they get scooped by a big company and... And it's really awesome. Like it was really well written, really funny. I hope they, I hope it, like I hope it syndicates the the come yeah. back because that was the pilot season, so it was only like I think eight, eight episodes long. But it was so funny. I watched. Um, oh my god, it was so funny. Deadbeat on Hulu with Tyler Levine, and it's like he was a psychic that can see dead people. I remember watching him on. The fuck is the show? He was on a show with Ryan Gosling, and it was like they were on a Breaker like, High. Yeah, Breaker High. Tyler Levine and Ryan Gosling, and then now they're like both huge. Actually, lots of people from that show got a yeah, lot more Yeah, but famous. I just remember specifically them because they're like buddies on the show, and now they're like fucking huge. And it's so funny, Tyler Levine had a, a a pilot sitcom a couple of years ago. I think it was mm-hmm. 2012 to 2013. I, I honestly don't remember what it was. I'm not very good with names. Was it the Stupid Sons of Tucson? No. That was kind of sucky. <laughs> no, no, no. It was like prime time. Mm. But it was hilarious. I thought it was, well, he was funny. I mean, I think he carried the show. Yeah. So, and Tyler Levine is like Olive's either love him yeah. or you hate him and I happen to love him and we, hilarious. we watched this really raw Canadian film with him in it and that girl from Trophy Wife okay she was also in um, 
Dr. Manhattan. What was that movie? Um, Watchmen. Watchmen, yeah. <clears throat> that girl, whose name I can also never yeah. remember. Um, anyway, so she played the wife, and Tally Rubin was the husband. They're just trying to go to the Muskokas for a really nice vacation. Oh, is it the, like, cottage country or something? Yeah. Yeah, I, oh think, I have that on Netflix. I keep flipping past it. And you I should try it. it because, it's, um, it's kind of low-key, but it's, it's uh, like, mental. What's the other one? Dale and... Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Have you seen that? You no. have to watch it. It's Tyler the Bean, and it's, um, what the hell's the end? Did you see, you saw Dodgeball, right? Of course. The guy who's the pirate? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the he's, in, yeah he's in it with Tyler the Bean. He's in lots of stuff, that guy. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. It's this horror movie, but it's like a comedy horror movie. It is the funniest shit you will ever see. You have to watch that. It's on Netflix. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I'm writing it down for those who <laughs> can't see us. Write that down. Hello, <laughs> Tucker and Dale versus Evil. It is so funny and obscure and out there. It is just, it is so good. Which is right up my favorite alley. I'm gonna talk about something else, but I don't remember now. So let's go down my list. Which I have this like little tiny piece of paper that I just wrote some random notes on because. I, you've listened to other podcasts if you're listening to this one. If this is your first one, then fuck you and listen to my other ones. But basically, I don't, um, yeah, I don't really have a lot of notes for podcasts unless I'm interviewing someone. I'll write down maybe a handful of questions and just kind of like, as a brainstorming thing, I, topic ideas like time travel sandwiches. But when it's that just, was an accidental note though, wasn't it? Which was like the best thing ever. Um, but when it's me, I just kind of. Be like, here's a topic, I'm just going to fucking talk about it for half an hour, an hour, and whatever. So I wrote a note, and it's literally like three fucking lines of nothingness. But the next one I have is Monsters, which I crossed out. And then I wrote Halloween, and then I wrote Best Costumes. <laughs> because my brain and ADD, then I just think of random things that fit together. Um, but, I mean, I have Monsters, and I kind of wrote out, like, do you believe in Bigfoot and Nessie? Because I talked about that on my yes. last podcast. And, like got a big fight about Nessie, but like I totally believe like there is monsters and things out there that we just don't know what they are because the world is so big and the bush is so vast. You live in we live in northern Ontario. And they're still discovering there's new animals all the time. So much bush here. Like it's ridiculous. You could probably get you get lost in there and die and not be able and to find a have... town for so long. Like the next closest big city is eight hours away either direction. So I mean it's I think from our perspective it seems like there would be stuff out there. Um, and I think after Shark Week this this year, actually, um, and that kid who was out on the boat yeah. and discovered, like, eight new species. A kid yeah. went to, like, you know, discover new species and discovered eight. You know, I mean, on his... They, they said, didn't they say it was, like, 2% of yeah. all animals on the planet that have been discovered, this kid discovered on that one trip? Yeah, it's just so crazy. So... And that's just the ocean. Yeah, exactly. So never mind on land where there's, like snow mountains and shit in Tibet and friggin' the forest and bush up here. But if you really think about where Thunder Bay is located, like, we're on the northernmost shore of Lake Superior, and Lake Superior is big enough to be considered an inland ocean because mm-hmm. it acts the same. But there are so many undiscovered caverns and stuff. My mom yeah. actually thinks that Nessie is in Lake Superior. I wouldn't be surprised if there was something, because there's Ogopogo in BC, Yeah, and the it's same those, thing. those deep murky lakes that are undiscovered and they're probably just very ancient cold water animals who eat very ancient cold water fish at the bottom of the lake well the coelacanth was the perfect one because it was this fish that everyone thought was extinct since dinosaurs and there's that little tribe off of africa or whatever that was like yeah we've just been eating it for years like and no one knew and they're like eating this dinosaur did you hear the news the other day jeremy wade River monsters? Yeah, Shane's obsessed with him. I'm obsessed with him too. I was so blown away that he was in Vermilion Bay. That's so Oh amazing. yeah? I'm going to have to tell Shane. He's going to like... The Legend of the Giant Muskie, which is, which yeah. to those of you who are not from Thunder Bay, Ontario, Canada, you know, giant muskies are, are, are the legendary gar- fish up here. I like, guarantee you no one from Thunder Bay listens to this. <laughs> Probably not. I know what <laughs> Yeah, Shane will love that because he's obsessed with them. I'm going to have to tell him. Yeah, they had a top secret filming, and it was like last Thursday or something. I, I don't know what day it was, but I just heard it on the news. Wow. Or I, saw it on, I saw it go by on Facebook, and I'm like, Vermilion Bay, Jeremy, wait, what? Oh my god. Which is like four and a half, five hours from here. Because that's half. usually when we hang a yeah. north up to your falls, so. Yes, I remember the, the, the drive. 
I do. Anyway, best costumes. So I've come up with a lot of cool ideas, but past costumes in the past that I love. Vagina monster. Vagina monster? <laughs> um, no. My favorite costume. <laughs> You're of... like, no, let's not talk about that. <laughs> well, I don't care what you're talking we don't about talk vagina about monster. The, we don't talk about the random words that comes out of Mandy's mouth. We just well, gloss over them and move on. Random time travel <laughs> sandwiches, yes. Vagina monsters, not so much. <laughs> like teeth. Like, oh my god, that was the roughest she movie loves that ever. Movie. I know my so friend hilarious. Sean and Taylor told me to watch it, and it was awful. And funny, but awful. Anyway, because I just think about what if that happened in real life, and that'd be yeah. so gross and rough. So yeah, best costumes. Best Halloween costumes, specifically, not just best costumes as a person. Best past Halloween costume of mine was a horny clown. I literally literally (laughs) painted an adorable clown face and had devil horns and then dressed up in like um, slacks and a big giant bow tie and a tie, like a a Windsor knot tie, and a sweater. And it was like the best costume ever. I spent like $3 the, on it, and it was so impactful. I loved it. The last time we went out for the Hunger Cabaret, and you're like, I'm a vampire, and you just had contacts and teeth. <laughs> but the people who got really close to me, because they're so realistic looking, yeah. it blew them away. Yeah. Because they were fitted teeth, and After I got... After it took, like, an hour to put contact lenses in you. I know. Because <laughs> she kept closing her eyes as I'm trying to, like, jam it into her eyeball. <laughs> that was funny. Nothing like your best friend poking your eye for an hour and a half. <laughs> and you're like, just put it in. I'm like, I can't. I'm like, just hold my eye. You're like, stop closing it. It was brutal. I think it would have been easier just to color your eye with permanent marker. (laughs) I think my best one I did was probably the sugar skull I did last year for work because it was the most effort I put into a sugar skull. And then I wore my teal wig with it. Yeah, and all the um, the flowers in the hair. So it was like full on Day de los Muertos. 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 Sugar skull, and then I had my pirate hat. I had uh, my pirate hat for someone else at work, and she ended up like taking it off near the end of the day. So I was wearing my pirate hat with my sugar skull makeup, and that's probably like my favorite picture because it just is like ridiculous. But even like, okay, when I worked at Dougal, I dressed up as Abby from NCIS. Yeah, all I had to buy that. that was awesome was the lab coat. I bought the lab coat, and the rest was just my clothes. Like, most of my clothes ended up being. I'm not goth, but 90% of my stuff is black anyways. I can't help it. It's just what I buy. And I had black hair at the time, so I'm like, fuck it. I'll just be happy. Put my hair in pigtails. Wore my regular, typical goth clothes on. And I actually went and bought a dog collar, which I bought from PetSmart. An actual dog collar. I remember it. Nobody noticed. And it was super comfy because it was, like, suede on the inside. Nobody noticed your costume. Yeah, I took the uh, lab coat off halfway through the day. People were like, I thought you were dressing up. They thought it was just my regular clothes. I could get away with wearing a dog collar to work and no one said anything. And I called them on it, too, because the guy's there. I'm like, you know, I come in and work in a dog collar. Like, why don't you ever say anything or don't you ever notice? And they're like, it's not that we don't notice. It's just that we don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was actually Lindo that said that. He's like, it's just that we don't say anything. I'm like, because they got used to it. They just knew I'd wear whatever and didn't give a shit. In general costumes, best thing I've ever seen in my life. Made me almost pee my pants. So my niece, who is this very adorable, tiny three-year-old, very blonde child, and is obsessed with princesses right now, so she was wearing not one, not two, but three princess dresses (laughs) at the same time. My my sister just gotten finished telling me about this Ariel wig that they had bought her, because she loves Ariel Mm -hmm. from The Little Mermaid, and she trashed it the day she (laughs) bought it, and they are like, oh, it was like the worst money we ever spent. So then two seconds later, she comes out wearing this, and she looks like Tina Turner. Like, it's so (laughs) hilarious. And the hair's almost as big as she is, so it's so nutty looking. So then my sister gets this bright idea that she wants her to put a giant Darth Vader Vader mask over the whole works. It was the funniest, so we took pictures of it. And in the background is my nephew wearing his, like, little old lady hat. It was was so funny. I mean, it's so funny. I should get you a a copy of the picture so that you can post it with this pod. Yeah, I definitely will. (laughs) It's so funny. I think one of the best ones I've seen was the one Hunger Cabaret we went to, and there was someone dressed up as, um, two people dressed up as Spy versus Spy. And they made the actual heads out of cardboard, so it was this giant cardboard pointy head, and there was the black spy and the white spy, and it was just like crazy to see them walking around in the night and there was a slender man too that night that was like just giving her in the bar i'm like that looks like slender man which is so bizarre slender man i love i love slender man i love that it's this huge thing right it started off like i don't know if people listening to it i i'm i think you know the history of it but i don't know if people listening to it do it started there was this forum i can't remember offhand what it was but it was this message board and people would post different ideas of like creepy things or monsters and there was like some contest to make them up so someone actually made up the contest of Slenderman for this forum, for this contest. Someone actually made the pictures of Slenderman 
put it in the background, and it turned into this huge thing. It spiraled out of control on the internet. It's this huge pop culture, actual, like, creepy thing. There was um, the Marble Hornets channel on YouTube, where they had made all the videos of how, like, Slenderman was, like, coming after him and stuff, and there was all these lost tapes and everything, and to the point where now people are dressing up as Slenderman from someone making it up on a message board. Like, it's different with, like, Grumpy Cat and stuff, because, like, it was an actual cat and turned into a meme. Oh, that's cute. She's showing me the picture now. I'm definitely going to have to post that. Of the Darth Vader princess. <laughs> and this is, like, a skirt that's yeah. over a dress that's over another dress. Oh, wow. That is awesome. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and, like, with Grumpy Cat and stuff, I mean, it was a meme. Memes are one thing, and they're usually... Because they existed, right? That cat existed. But Slenderman didn't. Someone made him up. And now to the point where people are dressing up as him. And this is huge. There's a video game. Like, it's so crazy to me that someone could come up with this, like, pop culture, you know, myth, this legend, this urban legend. Um, the year before that, when we were still playing roller derby, we went out, um, and the day that we had our pictures taken, there was a woman, like, a woman going out as Halloween. She had made, like, fallen angel wings out of rotten moose ribs. Oh, wow. And it smelled like smoked, horrible, <laughs> rotting meat. Wow. During the photo shoot. And she was like, look at me, I'm all avant-garde. One set of those ribs was probably heavier than she was. Like, oh, she's wow. carrying these things around. She was all hunched over. Like, <laughs> it doesn't look good. It doesn't look sexy. It doesn't look cool. Like, it looks disgusting. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my sister's still making fun of that, like, all these years later. Yeah, I remember the, the first year I went to the Hunger Cabaret. That's when I dressed up as my Raccoon City yeah. PD one. Well, it was like an infected Raccoon City SWAT because I got like a SWAT vest and had a hat and everything, like the helmet. That was super cool. And there was actually like one dude the whole night. He was like Raccoon City because he saw the RCPD on the back of my vest, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, someone knows who I am." Ever since I know, every time I see an Umbrella Corp logo <laughs> on somebody's bag or on the side of their vehicle, I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" Yeah, because we decked the whole Jeep out and everything. Yeah, that was awesome. Then I did my Cyberpunk with my homemade dreads. Do you remember that same year we went to? I don't. Yeah, or maybe it might have been even the following year. But anyway, the, I think it was the first year we went and somebody had sculpted Falcor from oh, the yeah. never-ending story, and there was like, yeah. three people carrying it around. That was pretty cool. And then I saw a half-naked dude dressed as a Smurf with <laughs> colored skin over the year the chain came to pick it yeah. up. Yeah, which is, like, so ridiculous because Halloween in Thunder Bay is, like, 10 degrees Celsius. If, if not colder. If you're lucky. So, and... The Hunger Cabaret, it's like this cool thing where there's a few different bars in the one side of town, and you kind of just like pub crawl from car, you know, bar to bar, walk across, because they're all within a few blocks of each other. So you're walking outside in 10 degree weather with body paint on. Yeah. And there's all different kinds of cool bands. I mean, mm-hmm. there's like there's like a hip hop scene here, there's rock, there was fire breathers, there's drag shows, there's all kinds of cool stuff that are attached to the Hunger Cabaret. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, you can go, like, from 9 o'clock until 2 in the morning and not stop the whole night. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> the, last, the last time we went, the one place, the one bar with all the good bands was always so packed you couldn't get anywhere near the bar. So we'd go to the other shitty place where there was no one to get drinks and then go back to the good bar to watch the band. And then at some point or another, usually around 12.30 or 1 o'clock, you got to stick with whatever bar yeah. you're in because you're not getting in anywhere else. And you're not going to get a cab home. <laughs> no, we tried to get him to the bar. It took us almost an hour. Yeah, and trying to get home is just ridiculous from there. You need to make other plans. Right side, we're walking distance from downtown now. I love if Halloween. Like, I think that... And that's, like, the shitty thing, because our, where our house is now, we're so far on the corner. I think last year we actually got a few kids. The first year we lived there, we didn't get any kids. And that's, like, my favorite part of Halloween. I love Halloween to death. I wait all year for it. And the best part is handing out candy to me and seeing the costume. I remember as a kid, coming home from trick-or-treating... And, like, wine hand candy out after I was done, just so I could see the costumes. I just, I love costumes, I love makeup. If you see anything on my website, you see when I do my little mini makeup photo shoots randomly. Where I'm like, I'm going to do makeup today, and take a bunch of pictures, and then I take the makeup off and go back to watching TV. Do you know the strangest thing is to me? Some kids in this town, who I know, still receive Nordic gum. Wow. So we had... The Nordic Games here in Thunder Bay, and what was that? We were in elementary in the school. 80s. Yeah, uh, yeah I, and they had this uh, effing disgusting gum, like disgusting. Mm-hmm. I was still getting that gum at Halloween until oh, high wow. school. Oh my god! And it's well, like I mean, yellow and tastes like a, Someone had a stockpile of this shit for thirty years now. Yeah, thirty years. Yeah. Wow. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, this exists. Places. This is unreal. <laughs> 
I was one of the few. Because the thing is, the gum didn't taste initially that bad, but it, like, gave you headaches. Well, <laughs> it's like an aftertaste of just, like, grossness, chemical yuckiness. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny, Nordic gum. So I don't know what else. If there's anything else you want to talk about. Do your shoutouts, man. Okay, so I've got a list of shoutouts. I've been talking for a while about doing them. Um, basically to people that I know on Twitter or online or other podcasts I listen to. Um, just thought I'd give some shoutouts. I'm not going to actually shout them because we're in a coffee shop and I don't want to be kicked out. But really, who cares because it's me and I don't give a shit. But uh, <laughs> in no particular order... These are my shout Do you want to do some or you just want me to do them? Just you do them. Because <laughs> I'm one of your shout-outs, so... Which is, like, bizarre, because I was asking for shout-outs online and on Facebook, and Catherine's like, me! And I'm like, you're going to be with me on the podcast. <laughs> um, then I told her to cancel, and she said, dope. We're going all in today. <laughs> so, okay, I'm gonna, a little something about each one probably is decent. I'm just going to say a list of random names. But Daniel Wallace, he was the first guest I had on the show. Um, crazy German guy. Nice. German accent. <laughs> um... Shout out to the two dudes that I talked to from the Intercomics pod, Jack Chambers, who you're all very familiar with, <laughs> <laughs> and Matthew Wilmot, although they call him Wilmo, because I guess the one chick called him Wilmo or something, and there's this whole big French nickname thing. Oh, okay. Um, but I talked to him on Twitter a lot. He's obsessed with Groot. <laughs> nice. Um, Susie from Word of the Nerd. Um, she's going to be a guest on an upcoming pod, depending on the order that I edit these in. So it might have been before this, might be after this. Because I don't know when I'm going to post this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's another Brit. I have my collection of Brits. I have this collection of weirdos that I collect from around the internet. That's true. She's always done it. It seems like, like I'm a Pokemon trainer and I'm just collecting them all and I just want to put stamps in a little book. <laughs> um, <laughs> the weirdos I collect from the internet. I want to lock them all in my basement, like Cabin in the Woods, and they'd all have their own little cube. You guys should all come up with cool stickers so she can make a sticker book with slots. <laughs> so she's got a... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you can have a sticker book with slots so they can put your stickers in there for me. Person. I you said slots. Slots. <laughs> yeah, giant slots so of stickers. A, so you can have a sticker book with slots in it. <laughs> That's why I was like, slots? It's like Beavis and Butthead going to Vegas for all the slots. <laughs> And the old lady's like, yeah, they have lots of sluts there. <laughs> <laughs> I looked when the president came to visit, and they're like, we got a pass, pass, right? <laughs> I love that movie. Um, back to my list. Uh, Don Diego, who's another guest, actually was on his podcast called Cocktails. We talked about poop and Hitler. Oh, so that's great. It was, it was a pretty epic <laughs> podcast. Sounds it, like it. It's me. Can you, like, not picture that it turned into Poop and Hitler at some point? Like, I can. I totally, can, in fact, picture that. That's yes. totally logical. Uh, Kerfuffle <laughs> from Twitter. <laughs> we talk about poop a lot. Um, Jeffrey from Twitter. Uh, he does a lot of vlogs on YouTube. And he's got awesome scarves. <laughs> scarves and apparently we deal. decided that we're, like, almost the same person because he likes bearded dudes in vanilla. Like the smell of vanilla too, so we're like basically the same person. He decided. Nice, <laughs> which is logical to me. <laughs> um, Lee from Geek and Sundry. We did a couple like videos together for Geeks Retreat a while ago. Talked to him on Twitter. Um, the International Geek Girls Pen Pal Club, which I've started writing for their site, Geek Girls Geek Girl Pen Pals. Yeah, so you posted um, something on Facebook not long ago. Yeah, started doing a few blogs for their site. Um, it's actually a really cool website where you sign up and they connect you with other chicks who want to be pen pals. So you actually get real like letters in the mail and they do different rounds and match everyone up. And so it is a really cool idea. Um, would it be a podcast if I didn't give a shout out to the unusual suspects? <laughs> the crazy, ridiculous Scottish boys that I know. Um, so I totally have to mention them. And I can't mention them without mentioning Hardcore Potter. I love that, man. <laughs> Hardcore Potter, you rock my world. Hardcore Potter is the best. And that's what I'm going to say about Hardcore Potter. Because <laughs> he's too hardcore, he doesn't need that he's much Hardcore more. Potter. Come on. <laughs> Come on, son. <laughs> like he says. Oh, can you? Because I can't do the accent. but um, Hardcore Potter and the usual suspects. Um, Samantha from Word of the Nerd, she actually just recently left, but she's going to be podcast on here, or a podcast guest, um, sometime. She started, she does writing, like, reviews, and she actually wrote for a comic, um, recently they got published, cool. which is, like, super awesome. Um, Nicole from Pure Geekery, talked to her a lot online, love her blog, um, another awesome geek girl who does writing. 
So, um, for some reason, I have this written down, Catherine. I don't remember anything about her or why I wrote this on here. Otherwise known as Catfree, but www.artbycatfree.com. So, you know, shout out to, to Catherine, whoever that girl is. Some chick. My name is Catherine. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> we're not doing the first, we're not doing the, the middle name. No, because I don't want to give it away, but I'm just going to go, my name is Catherine. Do, 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 do. <laughs> um... Eric from... I can play it on my ukulele now. Totally. You can do the My Name is Catherine song. Yes. Um, and then I'll sing it. And then we'll go busk at the next Buskers Festival. <laughs> and that's We're totally we'll busking next year. And that's all we'll do is just that song over and over. I'll just totally like Since freestyle it. to buy coffee. Yes. Freestyle it. Um, shout out to Eric from 30 Minute Cooldown Podcast. And shout out to Mark, um, which is actually one of the old VSU people. I just had to give a shout out to Joe too. <laughs> just throw that in there. Another VSU person and all the other VSU boardies that I used to talk to. I miss you guys. And it sucks. So, Catherine already mentioned where you can follow her. Artbycatfree.com. Um, she doesn't post on Twitter. So. I do have an, uh, I do have a group on Facebook though, so you're welcome to yeah to join the party, man. I she's post a, all kinds of stuff on there. She's an artist and a chef, so an artist in the art room and an artist in the kitchen. Um, <laughs> at Caddy Free on Twitter as well. Yeah, I think you'll probably start posting more there too once you get your site up and going. Oh yeah, she's got so many plans. You guys will be seeing stuff from her. Oh yes, and uh, yeah, as usual, follow me on Twitter, Cyanide with two ends, because the extra end is for extra awesome. That's my tagline. And the other one I came up with is uh, your friendly neighborhood Canadian. Nice. And talking to random people randomly. Because I talk to random people randomly. It's true. I find You're random people random. online and I collect them. I collect them. I'm the collector. We need to get her a collector's sticker book. <laughs> Everybody should send Mandy stickers and I'll, I'll be responsible. And yeah, things, postcards, you know. Things from your area, and we'll we'll start putting together. I was thinking of getting like a collection book. Uh, PO box and finding like how much it is to get a PO box. It's and like thirty four dollars a month, and just getting like people to send me random shit. Cause I think that'd be hilarious. So. It's thirty four bucks a month, and you have to commit to like six months. Oh, I'm gonna actually I'm gonna write that on my list for the people that I give shout out. Another shout out to Style Tackle um, from Avatar. It was a shout out to the Avatar the video game. Started doing some um, voice acting for him, the voice narration, which I gotta do another one of. Um, but I know him from being fans of Recap, the boys at Recap, so. Cool. Shout out to him as well. Oh, my phone's going bleep bleep. Hopefully that doesn't pick up on the recording. <laughs> I've actually, like, really impressed that my phone's been quiet for 52 minutes and not making, like, a hundred different notica- notification noises. It does keep telling us that we're way too loud and to keep distance. But it, it really isn't, though. It just likes to bitch. Bitch. It's like, you're too loud. Keep your distance from me. Bitchy. It's bitchy. Yeah. So it's yeah. Bitchy, man. Um, Interview with Catherine. Cat free. She's Catherine to me. And I'll always be Catherine to me. And I'm like the only person left in the world that calls me Catherine. Yeah. And my parents <laughs> when they're mad at me. Like my sister calls me Cat now. And my my niece nephew don't owe me as Auntie Catherine. They know me as Auntie Cat. <laughs> Sounds hilarious. Auntie Cat. It's like yeah. your Auntie Cat. <laughs> a or, pro dog. Like many people think like. cat free when because everybody calls me cat free and not just cat. Yeah. You know they think it's like a weird made up name. Yeah, like a, a name Cat-free. like Jeffrey, but cat yeah. free. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So yeah, um, good times, and we'll be talking to you again soon. <laughs>